Salutations, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nerddom, Nerddom, Nerddom. and Knowledge. 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 First pick for podcast. Last picked in dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry, and here today we're going to be talking about Stargate and all things Stargate and all things Stargatey or Stargate-ish. Stargate-like. Stargate-esque. Stargate-esque. I like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. So uh, before we get down into the nitty gritty and dig into them meat and potatoes, we got to say a special thank you to some friends of the show, of course. Absolutely. So we want to start off with our show's brand new sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shoren Ryu Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year, just a master in martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at southernsportkarate.com or southerndefensemartialarts.com. Soon to be offering online classes, but they have instructional DVDs. In fact, we have one of those here with us right now. But we're going to get to that in just a moment, folks. Yeah, we will. <coughs> but now let's uh, take this opportunity to thank another one of our friends, Kalis Boutique on Facebook. That's K-A-Y-L-I-C-E Boutique, B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Ooh, look at the spelling be champion in action. <laughs> but Kalis Boutique carries clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. You can find them on Facebook at Kalis Boutique, where the selection is unique. They're bombs. Yes, it does. And we need to say a special thank you to our friends, Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on Facebook at Joy-Con Gamers, Twitter at Joy-Con Gamers, or you can go to their website, joycongamers.com. And when you go there, you're going to find news for gamers by gamers. And who else do you want to get your gamer news from? I mean, Stargate-esque people? I yeah. bet they would have some good gamer They probably knowledge. would. Probably An ancient would. alien civilization from another planet that somehow influenced culture on your own? They might know a tour thing, a thing or two, a tour thing, a thing or two about video games. Who they knows? might know a tour thing. Hell, they might have invented video games. They may have. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know until you go through the gate and find out. <laughs> yeah, you got to go ask them in person because they're not calling you. Well, I don't know. Ross seemed uh, pretty intimidating. I don't know if I'd want to ask him. Yeah, I know, right? He did kind of burn people to death from the inside, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it's a way to go, but I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> But also, we have another friend of the podcast we need to uh, say a special thank you to. You're damn right we do. He's on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Final Harps. Uh-huh. He's on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Final Harps. He is. You can find him on TikTok at Final Harps. God damn right you can. And he has this wonderful sh- sh- interview show he does on Twitch called... The Final Hour. I'll never get tired of that. So good. No, so good. So good. It's so good. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. You just can't stop. That's what she said. Ah. ah. Yes, but Final Harps has a slew of videos on his channel. You can check out about how to make your social media presence better, how to start a podcast, start a, a stream, whatever you need. My man, Final Harps has got you covered. Just go check him out. Absolutely. And the interview shows are great. They are. In so- two weeks, in fact, someone at this table will be attending yet their second interview on the final hour. That's right. It is my good friend Jerry over here. No, actually, I haven't been on the show (laughs) at all. But, hey, Final Harps, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) No, James is going to be going back on the show. This time, he's actually going to be going in character, so make sure you check it out. 
absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, very much so, actually. Uh, but now, Jerry, yeah. you know, what are we what are we going to talk about next? Well, now we need to talk about our social media so people will go like us and we'll feel good about ourselves. Absolutely. You can find us on Facebook at Nerdum and Knowledge Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can go check us out on Instagram where we have posts and memes and things. Oh, my. You can always reach us at our email address, which is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That is N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. I love it when he spells the after part. I'm just waiting for him to start spelling at A-T, and people are going to be like, what do you mean A-T? It's a symbol. It doesn't have a T in it. And then you got to explain to them that that actually stands for at. And they've just been, why did we abbreviate at? I don't know. Like, it seems like a waste of time. Like, I know it's an A with a certain, why did you abbreviate that? I don't know. I, I, I don't like, know. it literally takes more time to draw that than it does to say at. And actually, when you, most of the time when you draw it, it doesn't even look right. Yeah. Now, I get the one for and. Like, nobody uses the and symbol because it takes longer to draw that than it does to say and. I get that. On a keyboard, it makes sense. Writing yeah. it out doesn't make sense. Bang, right there. But we also have a brand new place you can go check us out, and that is twitch.tv slash nerdmk. That's right, folks. We are now on Twitch. We actually have been for a little while. We did yeah. already do uh, two, live, two streams, live streams, and uh, more are coming. Yes, we've got another D and D game lined up. Uh, that's probably going to be uh, within the next month or so. I would say we're trying to line that up and figure out the logistics of it because last time didn't go so well. We had a few technical issues. Um, it was real bad echo in the audio, but uh, we believe we have isolated the problem with that. So the next time we go to do it, we should be good to go. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, one more thing before we move on is yeah. I'm going to talk about Patreon. Yes, please do, James. Okay, so you can go to patreon.com, the website, on your internet browser. Or uh-huh. you can download the app through the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Either way, go to Patreon. Uh, we got a couple of videos up, more to come. If you like what you see or and you want to support us, uh-huh. Uh, that's how you do it. Go to Patreon to be a one-time donor, be a continual donor. Uh, we're not asking, we're not begging, but if you'd like to help us, we would certainly appreciate it. Tip and in the tip jar. Gifts are coming. Yes. We're working out a tier system <clears throat> where we can reward those who have already donated and those who will donate in the future. Absolutely. So um, be on the lookout for that, and more information about that will come. Uh, we have had an issue with our website. We are working yes. on getting that back. We should hopefully have confirmation on that within the next two weeks. Roughly so. As to yeah. either did we get the old website back or do we have to get a new one. But either way, gonna, we'll be back you know. on the internet very soon. Very soon. But having said that, it's now time for us to take our very first commercial break. So we're going to lean away from the microphones and we'll be right back. Ah! Hey folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerdom and Knowledge Podcast. And we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah! And we're back. Uh, By the way, folks, uh, there's an ad coming up in our next commercial break. But I do want to take the opportunity to let you know we are running a special promotion through the end of the month of October. Yep. Our partner, CBDEssentialsUSA.com, is now offering promo code NAK20. It's like 15, but better. 
where you now can get 20% off of your CBD order from CBDessentialsUSA.com by entering promo code NAK20 at checkout. That's 20, not the word 20. Yeah. Make so, sure it's a number. So NAK20. Yeah. Your you're already going to be buying CBD stuff anyway. Go through the link. Use our code. You get a discount. We get a kickback. It works. It's a win. It's winception. It's a win. It is. Within it's a win, 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 win. Everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. It's infinite wins. It's winfinity. CBD Essentials wins because they make sales. Yeah. You win because you get a discount. Yeah. We and you get your CBD products you're using anyway. So you get a, two wins. You get two wins. We just get one. Yeah. That's that's a good deal for us. We'll take that. Yeah. But now it's time for everybody's second favorite part of the show. The nerd. Nest. God, I love that flourish. It's so nice. <laughs> so as previously mentioned, uh, Nerd Nest 1, the nerdening, uh, had its own copy of a DVD from Southern Defense Martial Arts showing you everything you need to know about the intro, what you would learn in your basic entry-level karate class. Okay? So what could we do for Nerd Nest 2 Electric Boogaloo? Well, I'll tell you. We got another one, and we're going to put it in the Nerd Nest as well. More? Yes, more. Now the student can become the teacher, literally, because you'll be teaching yourself karate from owner-operator sensei and all-around good dude Will Clark, who you heard last week on our episode. Uh, he is releases DVD. It's got all of your basics, everything you would need to learn in your intro karate class. You can skip all the intro stuff, learn that at home, immediately advance to your next belt, and then go into karate class uh, with the, you know with a bunch of beginners. Like, what's up, losers? Yeah, I already got my second belt, brah. I mean, if you wanted to be that guy, you could do that. <laughs> don't be that guy, folks, please. Yeah, don't be that guy. But you could be that guy. So how does one get the nerd nest, James? You must enter the keyword. And what is the keyword? <sighs> you don't know yet. Not yet. You're going to find out at the end of the episode. That's right. How to figure out what the keyword is. Yeah, we're devious like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it, one of those things where... Inside a little bit, you get one of the. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But it is what it is. So it what is. you're going to do is you're going to get that special keyword. We're going to give you a teeny dip. So you're going to put it in an email. You're going to send it to us at our email address, which has been previously mentioned and spelled for you. And that's it. It's that simple. Plus, you want to include the title of the episode. Um, or... Just that time you guys talked about Stargate or whatever number episode this is. We can't even keep track anymore. I, I know what it is because it's in the computer upstairs. Like, I can see what the episode I, I titled last week was. I know what title this week's is. I don't know the numbers anymore. <laughs> We're so far gone beyond but, numbering system. But I can go ahead and tell you this, folks. Uh, pay attention for episode 69. <laughs> that yeah. That's, that's going to be our uh NAK After Hours episode. That's going to be the... Yeah, uh, that's actually roughly seven episodes from now. Yep, roughly. I think numbers make my brain hurt, so <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But uh, episode 69, that's going to be Nerd of Knowledge After Hours. Now, now, before you go out on that limb and you're all like, oh, you guys are going to be talking about weird stuff. No, no. This was a request by a fan for us to do a... I guess the easiest way to describe it would be like a, a Dr. Ruth-esque type episode uh, where we're going to get questions about relationships and intimacy from the fans, and then we're going to discuss them uh, on the air. I know, but 
um, you know, it's nerddom and knowledge. And knowledge. So we want to educate folks. So we're going to, we're going to do this. Um, if you like it, we, we might do it again. Uh, if you write us and like, Oh my God, that was the most cringy thing I've ever heard in my entire life. We'll put it away in a box yeah, and never talk about it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we actually had it requested by one fan, but several others have heard about the idea and have yeah. been like, Oh, I'm on board for this. So it's now going to happen. So if you're listening and you have some like relationship topics or questions about, about sexuality that you want us to address feel free to send them in uh yeah, try to keep it nerd related well, but I, it doesn't well, if have not to be. that at least try to keep it relatively clean like i'm not talking about okay pg-13 we, 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 but definitely not triple x okay yeah, let, let's go uh r or, let's go hard uh, it, r nc-17 tvma tvma or nc-17 i'll even go that far yeah we could we could do a showgirls Okay, yeah. but we can't do a Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, um, I, I understand. We talk about queef jokes and stuff like that. I get it. That's and if, and if you have questions about queefing, TVMA. send them in. We'll talk about that's it. That's TVMA. It's not you like know, we haven't discussed it before. You know. yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So having said that, it's time for our second commercial break, and then we're going to come back and dig right into the meat and potatoes. Actually, no, it's not. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts, fun facts, super duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Yay! Ah, here we are. Fun facts time, folks. Who doesn't yes. love fun facts? I love fun facts. It's probably my funnest, factiest part of the show that I like. I would have to agree. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, James Spader was initially not on board with playing Dr. Daniel Jackson. I don't know why. He did a great job with the role. It's fantastic. However, he did get him a chance and thought the craziness and the energy would make for a great ending. So he decided, yeah, I'll go for it. And we're absolutely sure that money had nothing to do with it. Not not a thing. Not no. a thing. No. I'm, I'm sure no studio executive came back and was like, uh, we'll offer you more money. He's like, no, no, I couldn't possibly. We'll offer you even more money. No, 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 no. I'm too I'm too good of an actor. Uh, we'll offer you more. How, how many zeros is that? <laughs> is that dead? That's six? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good story now. I think I'll totally do it. Now, that's just speculation. We, we don't know that that's how it went, but, I mean, I mean, we'd be lying if we said that, like, you know, we were like, we're not going to do something. And somebody's like, here's a bunch of money. He's like, okay, we're doing that. <laughs> it was a, com- I believe it or not, it was a combination of the money and him, you know, kind of reading the script and, you know, thinking about it and the pitch and everything. It was a combination of everything. But the money, yeah, the money played a small role. Small role. Tiny one, yeah. Okay, next, composer David Arnold had achieved some minor note for small, low-budget projects until Stargate. Uh, At the time that he was given the nod to work on the Stargate uh, soundtrack, he was working as a record store clerk to make ends meet. Not bad. I mean, he was a great... I mean, by all accounts, he was a good composer, but he'd only worked on small, low-budget deals. Yeah. Uh, He got the nod for this. Uh, the critical praise of the movie proved to be his springboard because later he would score movies like Independence Day, the first Godzilla remake. You know, uh-huh. you, maybe you've heard of them. And now that I am aware of this fact, um, I actually went back and um, was listening to some of the Independence Day score. It's very similar to Stargate, like very similar. I don't think anybody would have drawn those two lines had they not been aware of who the composer was. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, 
So the movie studio worked closely with the United States Air Force. Now, a lot of folks know this, but the Stargate Protocol, um, their whole organization, is part of the Air Force. It is. They worked closely with the United States Air Force to get as close to realism as possible. However, the Air Force refused to acknowledge and discouraged the use of any reference to Area 51. They hmm. did not want it left in the movie. They did not want it to have anything to do with the movie. Now, they, one wonders why a movie about aliens from another planet visiting Earth would make the Air Force uncomfortable about mentioning Area 51. Hmm. 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 You can probably me hear me I, stroking my beard right now in the microphone. Pardon me as I stroke my chin very curiously. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's because aliens... Because aliens. <laughs> and you will remember that earlier, uh, what was it late last year, earlier this year, we did the episode where we talked about the Area 51 documentation. Earlier being, this year. Yeah. So they have now come out with that information, and they have said that there's a ton of shit in the air that we don't know what it is. We can't tell you it's not aliens, but we can't tell you it is aliens, so we don't know. So, I mean, they they literally have admitted that there's shit in the sky they can't explain. So, yeah, take from that what you will. Yep, absolutely. So uh, the planet visited in the original movie Stargate was never named. They never named it. They never stated the name of the planet at all. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it makes sense because they would not be aware of what the name of the planet was because they um, never spoke to anybody. I guess. But like even about like it. even like raw. And some of the indigenous people uh-huh. didn't name it, did not call Which, it. Which, you know, when I think about it, it's kind of funny because they had to find the Chevron for that planet. Yeah. Which means that Daniel would have read it, but he never actually says the word right. out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later in the series, it is revealed to be named Abydos. Abydos. That is a very, like, otherworldly, like, afterlife kind of, like, Abaddon, the demon, um, you know, that kind of thing. That's what it, it, it emotes yeah. in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're all very familiar with the special effect used to make the Stargate. It looks like what happens when you drop a rock into a very fizzy soda or when you drop that monster turd into the toilet that's full of, like, bleachy. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was just it, being it's, funny. It's a unique effect. Yes. it's it, You would not see it anywhere else. So how did they do it? Well, what they did was they submerged a jet turbine and then powered the some bitch on. And recorded with video. There you go. That's so it. what you see in the movie is a result of a jet engine being fired into water. That's where the yeah. special effect came from. Yep. That's it. Which, I mean, is pretty neat. That is neat. I mean, it's 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 interesting how they come up with these effects. In the Star Wars episode, we mentioned the lightsaber. Somebody got a microphone too close to the back of an old TV, and it yep. made the... Whoa, there you go. Whoa. Although, I, I do like the idea of they sit down with the special effects. I was like, how'd you get the Stargate effect? Funny story. Um, I was cleaning my toilet. There was a bunch of fizzy water in there, so I needed. I had to take a dump. Stuck a camera down there. Boom. Stargate effect. That would have been terrible. Yeah. That like, would have been uh, fucking dude, terrible. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, it it actually works, but what the fuck, dude? I mean, it looks good, but why? I mean, so many questions. Uh, why are you shitting in the toilet you're trying to clean? Shouldn't you do that after you shit? Second, why are you putting a camera in there? What the fuck is wrong with you? Third, how'd you get the lighting? Like, it's really well lit. <laughs> I, I love how that that's the big one. Yeah. That's the big question. The lighting, man. How'd well, you Well, I mean, do at that? the end, it's all about the art. No, oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. <laughs> this one's actually kind of fun. 
in the original Stargate movie, Kurt Russell portrays Colonel Jack O'Neill. Yeah. And I'm going to spell that for you, and there's a reason. J, uh, Jack uh, O apostrophe N E I L is his name in the movie. Yep. Now, in the subsequent television show, Richard Dean Anvers- Anderson, better known to some of us as MacGyver, MacGyver. plays Colonel Jack O'Neill. O apostrophe N E I L L. Yeah. You see the difference there? One surname has a single L and the other has a double letter. It was, in fact, Richard Dean Anderson who requested the seemingly insignificant change. He wanted the characterization of the television protagonist to be distinct from the original movie and requested more comedic leeway for his version. I mean, now, full disclosure, um, they are the same character. Yes. Absolutely. They are. Um, it It is very well known that in the television series... He's the same guy. Comes yeah. out of retirement to run this particular Stargate team, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. Right. So they're the same dude. They just spell the name different because MacGyver said, I want this to be a different kind of character. Right. Because he, he, in the movie, uh, Jack Russell's character is very by-the-book, military, has the buzz cut, everything. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he is anything you envision to be a hardcore U.S. Air Force member to be yes that's he's him. being all that he can be and yeah. i am very well aware that's the army's motto don't come at me i'm just saying that's the kind of guy he is yeah 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 there's not really a lot of comedic relief coming from i mean now, of course character. during the course of the movie he does kind of start to change a little bit yeah. not a lot yeah. but a little bit but, um, but all in all, yeah, very uh, very picturesque, uh, stereotypical, what you would think in your mind when you envision military from that time period. Yeah. Yes. So were those fun facts? They were. They I were. think so. Yeah, they were facts and fun. fun. So having said that, we're going to step away for just a moment, uh, go take a real quick break, then we're going to come back and get into the meat and potatoes. Talk to you in a bit. Uh. Hey guys, it's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Find them on the web at CBDEssentialsUSA.com and don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. Yeah, and we're back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... Children of all ages, Nerdum and Knowledge proudly presents to you Space Stuff. Yes, Stargate is space stuff. Even though it's terrestrially based, it's space stuff. That's a riff on Space Ghost. But I don't have the echo anymore, so I had to kind of do it myself. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. So we're going to start off with what everybody is most familiar with when it comes to Stargate. And, well, well. People of a certain generation right. are familiar with Stargate the film. And I'm going to go ahead and say I love this movie. It was fantastic. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there was a fun fact I left out. But uh, the the pre-launch when they actually do uh, limited viewings yeah. before they release the movie, the test runs, 
they shit on this movie. Really? They shit on the movie. The vast majority of the viewers did not like it. Now, one of the biggest things was uh, Raw, character Raw in the movie. You can't distinguish him as an alien. Well, what they did later was they added in the kind of glowy effect to the eyes Uh to help distinguish him as an alien. Yes. So, well, I mean, I kind of like that they made the character very androgynous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very difficult. Like sometimes you're 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 looking at the character and you're like, okay, well, he's clearly male, and then other times you're looking at the character and say, well, she's clearly female. Um, you know, but it's somewhere kind of in the middle there, because you know it's a human making an approximation. I mean, sorry, it's an alien making an approximation of what would appeal to a human, and so it kind of went both routes. I think to kind of you know make itself more appealing. Uh, well, the, the character of Jay Richardson, uh, who is famous, of course, for The Crying Game, Yep. Uh, and this movie, uh, this is actually his last acting movie. He actually goes back into modeling after this movie. Not surprised. Yeah. Very handsome. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, he is... Uh, uh, he does have those very uh, model-esque qualities, you oh, know, yeah. the uh, cheekbones and everything. So, yeah, I, I can see why they kind of went for that effect with this character. And it is interesting. Indeed. So, brief synopsis of the Stargate film. Uh, Dr. Daniel Jackson, played by James Spader, is invited to Egypt because he needs to translate some hieroglyphs that they have found in an archaeological dig. Uh, They contain information about something referred to as a Stargate. He is clearly curious, has no idea what that is. Uh, Then he is told by Colonel Jack O'Neill, played by Kurt Russell, uh, that everything he is seeing and encountering is classified. Can't talk about it to anybody. Um, you know, very hush-hush on the down low. Um, then we come to find out uh, that not only is the Stargate uh, real, uh, it's an interdimensional gateway. And somehow the Americans have used Dr. Jackson's translation to turn it on. Uh, once they realize that they turn it on and it's a gateway, they I think they sent a mechanical probe through, um, and it got telemetry from the other side that it was picking up like a breathable atmosphere and it was that kind of thing. So the next step was they're going to send a team through. So Dr. Jackson gets recruited to go on the team. Uh, when they get on the other side of it, they discover a universe. And in this universe, it's very similar to our ancient egypt uh the the you know dialects pretty much the same uh the people dress the same and the reason it's very similar to our ancient egypt is because a long time ago these aliens came through and populated our world with these people and portrayed themselves as the egyptian gods it's what they did um in the movie i don't think they ever specifically said why they did that I know they address it in the TV show, but I don't think in the movie they ever. Now there is there are there is one part of the movie where Ross says he needs a new vessel. Yes. So that's that's one that obviously he's not looking for a billion new bodies to transfer into. No. Uh, but I mean, I think they do make mention that there, there's like a compatibility thing. Like he has to find the proper vessel for his yeah. body to and work. And it turns out that humans are compatible with his race. Yes. Uh, which we're going to get into the name of that race in a bit. Yes. Uh, but um, can we just remark on the fact that, you know, white people mess with alien technology and bad shit happens? Because yeah. nothing bad ever happens to white people when they mess with uh, alien technology in movies, does it? Not a thing. Never. Never goes wrong. Never. Never goes not, bad. Not, not a point ever. I can't think of a single instance. 
Well, that's ever been a bad thing. Not a one. <laughs> okay, it's happened. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a, a meme. It's a, a meme. Yeah, it's a very thing. It's a fucking meme. Basically, <laughs> if you're white, don't touch anything. That's what we're if, saying. If you don't know what it is, and even if you do know, yeah, just if it's yours, touch it. If it belongs to a family member, touch it. If it belongs to a friend, and you're like, hey, you left this here, touch it. Yeah. If you do not know who it belongs to. Leave it alone. Leave it the fuck alone. We're just saying. A public service announcement brought to you by Nerd Knowledge. Yes. So, of course, what happens is they go through. They find this other culture. Uh, it's a movie. Okay? So, there's a love interest. Uh, there's the hero who goes through a bit of a transformation. Um, there's the bad guy. Uh, there's the conflict. And then there's the conflict resolution. Now, I, I, the one thing I did enjoy about this movie, um, well, I mean, I enjoyed a lot of things about the film, but probably my favorite thing is the fact that Dr. Jackson, the nerd, the scientist, the all-around geeky dude, like, he's the only one that can make the mission work because, you know, all the other soldiers, they're just going through with one mission. Recon, if it's bad, blow shit up but they know they can't get back without him there because they have to dial in from the other side to make the the, the trip back so in a way it makes him you know indispensable you have to have him you have to protect him at all costs he becomes the asset that the team needs in order to succeed and he's clearly not okay with that role uh, when the movie starts, he grows into it eventually over the course of the movie. But I really like that in this movie, it's an action film, but the nerd is the one you need to win. I like that a lot. By the way, we're gonna we're also gonna make mention of something here. The reason they're not able to go right back is because on the Stargate, on the Stargate that is actually on Earth that mm-hmm. they have, and we'll get into why I specify you know the one that they have found on Earth. I'll get to why we specify that in a minute, but. On that side, all of the cartouches, all the symbols are in order, intact. Everything's good. Yes. And they're just had to dial in. In the show, they refer. I mean, in the movie and later on the show, they refer to them as chevrons. Right. Is what they call them. Now, when they get to Abydos, one of them is broken. Yeah, and it's the one they need yeah. to dial Earth. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the symbol for Earth. That's the one that's broken. Yep. So, how else do you find that symbol? You find a hot chick from an alien planet. And you teach her how to talk your language so she can teach you how to talk hers. There you go. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah. Remember, hot women will always save you. Always. There's never anything wrong with that. Especially if they're aliens. Hot aliens are the way to go. Oh, and by the way, just because we say hot doesn't mean skinny. Just no, means hot. No. Attractive. Attractive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, can, you can be beautiful at any size. Yep. And you can also be an alien in any size. So if you're a beautiful alien, that's all we need. You will save humanity. And if you're listening to the show right now... Call me. <laughs> I should just send me an email. Don't call me. Because you don't have my phone number. And I'm not giving my phone number out on the show. <laughs> so there you go. So that's uh, Stargate in a nutshell. Uh, so now. Actually, this is Stargate in a nutshell. And it's off. Help me. Help me. I'm in a nutshell. Oh, yeah, get oh, out the power job. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> So, uh, you, they could have been done right there. Movies wrapped up, done. Opening, middle, ending. Not really ambiguous. They could have been done. That was it. 
Yep. But you know what they said? Fuck it. We're going to ride this cash pony as long as we can. Because Hollywood. You're damn right. So, from the greed that is Hollywood <laughs> was born. Stargate SG-1. Yes. So, starting uh, in July 27th, 1997 until March 13th, 2007. That's right. For those of you keeping track at home, that's 10, ten seasons. seasons. 10 seasons. The story of uh, Stargate SG-1 begins about a year after the events of the film. Basically, the U.S. government learns of the ancient device uh, and that it can access not just Abydos, but a network of planets that yeah, each of us turns out. Home. If you have a symbol for a different planet and there's a Stargate there, you can go. Yeah. Yes, folks, we're getting there. We know that 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 creates uh, enough problems in and of itself. Yeah, we get that. We're oh, and it happens. We'll get there though. Oh yeah. So uh, they're able to access multiple planets. Uh, also, the U.S. Air Force Special Operations Team, one of about 20 teams from Earth, is sent to explore each of these different areas. Yeah. So they have, by the time the show kicks up, they have already discovered other Stargates on other worlds. They have organized teams to explore these worlds, just like they did in the first movie. Yeah. So you know how that went in the first one. Now multiply that by, you know, 20 other planets or whatever the case may be. You find yourself back where we are now. Okay, continue. <laughs> White people messing with technology. Stop that shit. Yeah, times 20 now. Yeah, what the fuck th- did you not learn from the first film? You've had a year. And I know what you're saying. Like, oh, they, they had a year to prepare. They could have got prepared. No, because you don't know what's on the other side. You just don't know. Even your little robot sending you pictures back is not going to tell you the, the, the crazy shit you're going to find when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now... Uh, Earth has to defend itself against alien threats from such groups as... Yes. Jerry? The first is the race of aliens that they encountered on the original Stargate film that are referred to as the Goa'uld, which is a very fancy way of saying space worms, because that's what they are. They're tiny. Uh, well, I don't think they're tiny. They're probably right. I think they're off about the size of a dog, if I remember correctly. Uh, they're, they're a symbiote, and they attach to a human host, or, a, or an alien host, rather, um, and then they control them. They're the vessel. This is the vessel that Rob was looking for in the first one. Now, I know what you're saying, okay? I know exactly what you're saying right now, was that, um, like, when the Stargate was, well, not when the Stargate, when the ship was getting ready to blow up in the first one, like, Ra's face changed, and he kind of looked like a E.T.-ish kind of thing, like an alien, and I, I hear you, okay? That That's not what they actually look like. That was just the thing they did for the movie. They kind of retconned that in the TV show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then there are the Replicators, uh, which are a advanced race of machines. Yeah. Terminator meets SG-1. That's exactly what you want. Uh, and, and then the final, uh, for the last two seasons, uh, there were the Ori, uh, who were a... Uh, okay, well, back to, back to the beginning. Okay. Uh, you, you, you find this out in the show. The Stargates were created by a race of ancient, advanced human beings. Uh, they were people who had, you know, traveled the world, the, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe, whatever. And so they created the Stargates as a way, like, um, 
fast travel, basically. They could go from one planet to the other instantaneously, no need for ships, no need for environments, whatever. That was a kind of their thing. Uh, so they did that. Then they're like, you know what? We've done this. We've done our part. We've done all we want to do. We're going to leave the Stargates, and then we're going to step back. We're going to leave humanity and all the other races that we've discovered to do what they want to do. We're not going to get involved. Okay, right. that was their thing. Well, the Ori are some of those people who went, no, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to keep running shit because that's how we like to get down. And that's who your big bad is for the last part of the show, the series, last right. two seasons. Now, the series draws upon Egyptian, Greek, and Norse mythology. And yeah, they even used the legend of King Arthur. Yeah, they did that. Uh, now, uh, there's an amazing cast Oh series. man, so fantastic! Uh, let's go. Uh, first of all, MacGyver, Richard yeah, Dean Anderson Richard Dean as Anderson. Jack O'Neill, uh, Amanda Tapping as Samantha Carter. Who, if you'll remember that name, she is actually the one that requests uh, Doctor um, Daniel Jackson in the movie. Yes, but That's they the- actually characterized her for the television show. Right now, uh, also you get Christopher Judge as Teal'c. Yes, one of our most favorite characters from the show absolutely uh he turned out to be he used to be one of the royal guard for one of the, the uh Goa'uld, i think it was and he was a member of the race called the nasa yeah the race of the nasa um he was a jaffa which was yeah. one of the soldiers yeah. uh and he actually turned the tide on him and said no nope, not dealing with you anymore i'm gonna work for these guys <clears throat> you'll remember his character he had the uh golden eye of raw uh thing in his forehead like all the other ones did which i guess was part of the control device uh, that was used to control them. Um, super cool guy, really good actor. Also, later uh, voiced the uh, did the voice for Kratos yep. in the new God of War game. He's the one that says "boy" about fifty thousand times. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's a great video on YouTube of him doing dad jokes as Kratos. Find it, watch it, laugh your ass off. It's fantastic. Uh, absolutely, can't say enough about Christopher Judge uh, as a individual himself and his portrayal of portrayal of Teal'c. Yeah, uh, Michael Shanks is Daniel Jackson. Yeah, unfortunately, James Spader wouldn't take the smaller amount of money to reprise the role. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I did it once." Yeah, fuck off. You don't have enough money, not this time. <laughs> uh, not to mention, let's talk about the great guest appearances on this show. Oh yeah, uh, how about Sam J. Jones, Flash? Ah, yes, the original Flash from the nineteen eighties movie Flash Gordon. Damn right, Sam J. Jones. Uh, how about Sean Patrick Flannery? Yes, you will remember him as the uh, less famous of the two brothers from the Boondock Saints. Damn, because the other right. one was Norman Reedus, who went on to become Daryl Dixon. Uh, the late great Dom DeLuise. Oh, so good. And Dwight Schultz. Yes, uh, Barkley. Barkley or. Uh, shit. Um, hey, uh, Murdoch. Murdoch from yes. the A-Team, yes. Oh, my God, That's I almost old. forgot that. Yeah, me too. Oh, I was about to have to go outside and shoot myself. Okay. And finally, Jolene Blaylock. Now, Jolene Blaylock, uh, first of all, is a model, but she is also an actress who played a character named Paul on a little yes. show called Star, Star Trek, Trek Enterprise. Enterprise. Maybe yeah. you've heard of it. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've, if you haven't, I know you've probably seen Jolene Blaylock on the internet because she is foing. She foing. She's real foing. F O I N E. Foing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, can't so say it, enough nice things about this. I movie. really enjoyed the show. Um, it was weird for me. Like, I, I watched like the first three seasons and then other shows came out and I was like, I don't have time for this show anymore. And so I kind of quit watching it. But then through the magic of 
Netflix. I uh, was able to go back and watch the show at a later day. Uh, so my show, my watching was interrupted, but it was great. It was a good cast. It was well put together. It was well written. Um, and I mean, it lasted for 10 seasons. So obviously it was super popular. And the great thing about a TV show that you don't get with a movie is you get a real good chance to go down all the avenues of lore and history and things like that. So they were able to expand past Egyptian, go into like Greek and Norse mythology, like clearly showing that these aliens have had an interest in humanity for a long time and a yeah. vested interest in that. Yeah, I, I just love that uh, aspect of the show. I think it's great. Uh, now, uh, there is one thing that I wanted to make mention of. Now, a lot of people talk about... Um, yeah, uh, the uh, first race that they encounter, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce because I can never pronounce it's it. It's a Goa'uld. Right, that yeah. race. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, but they have warships. Yes. Not just any warships. They have interstellar pyramid warships. Yes. So as was alluded to in the, the first film, like you see it when it comes um, from space, it lands on top of an already existing pyramid because it looks like a pyramid. So clearly, uh, they instructed the ancient Egyptians to construct those um, you know, as either replicas of their ships or landing pads for their ships. However you want to look at that, either one's fine with me. But that's, that's a bit intimidating. Yeah. I mean, now granted, it's no Borg cube. No. Okay? It's not. Um, if I'm flying through space and I saw a pyramid and a cube... I'm going to take my chances with the pyramid because the, the Borg, because Cube makes me think Borg and Borg makes me think dead. So I'm going to take my chances. Um, yeah, I'm going to take my chances with the pyramid. Yeah. Uh, Just being I, honest. I, I, I'll give you that. Because pyramid makes me think Dick Clark in the, in the $25,000 pyramid. I'm like, I can win some money over here. Let's what's going on. <laughs> Another dated reference. Yeah, I just got to sit in a chair and describe poorly worded clues to somebody to make them guess a type of group. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Here, we'll do it right now with James. Uh, Go old. Uh, the Ori. Anubis. Uh, Stargate. Yes. There you go. See? See how easy that was? Now we just want some money. <laughs> and then when we miss it, Dick Clark comes over and tells us how much of a fucking idiot we were because he mentioned something we didn't think about. And you go, oh, God damn it. I should have said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was his whole role in the show. <clears throat> just to make you feel stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um... So, but but getting back to uh, so you know you're dealing with those guys through pretty much the first eight seasons of the show, uh, well uh, and some other alien races as well. They give them some problems like the replicators, uh, things like that. But when you got to the Ori at the end of the show, what made them particularly like vicious? Uh, they had the ability to uh, sap energy from planets they had the technology to do that now i know what you're thinking you're like okay well what what big deal is that we're not just talking about like life force we're talking about geothermal energy our planet exists because right now underneath it there is a massive circulating metal core that is surrounded by a massive underground river of circulating lava that's heating this planet along with the sun to keep us alive okay now you start sapping that energy away guess what happens it's cold and we all die real quick and these dudes just have that like oh, i'm just gonna point my gun over here boom bang your planet's dead and i'm not even talking about blowing the planet up no it just becomes a dead solid ice ball yeah that's it yeah. so it's not like you die in the explosion no you suffer to death yeah. as your planet becomes a, a you know a, a frozen wasteland and not the fun kind from the frozen movie just the bad kind that you die in yeah 
there's no Olaf's walking around in this place, folks. Okay, it's just death and destruction. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little bit macabre, I guess. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So that's what makes them the big bad. Now remember, these are ascended humans. I mean, they were like our predecessors. And they still, like, that's the level of enlightenment they reached. Because they're like, we're just going to murder everybody. Yeah, that's... It doesn't bode well for the human race, folks. No, no, no. But I think we're going to be okay. Especially since this is a movie, and hopefully the white people will listen to our uh, warning that we gave you, our little uh, PSA. They're not. Don't fuck with shit you do not know. They're not, because like, I saw a thing last night, a uh, preview, I was uh, hanging out with Dad, and he was watching uh, Pawn Stars, and they had a preview for an ep- upcoming episode of Ancient Aliens uh, where they have discovered something in an archaeological dig. And, like, I saw that the night before we're doing the episode about Stargate. And I was like, oh, fuck me. No, 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 no. Uh, like, this, God damn it, this, it's happening. For this moment, we need Cleland to show up. Yep. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what's happening. We're all feeling that. We're all feeling that. Very, yeah. very, very hard right now. But yeah. the great thing about Stargate SG-1 is, like, they could have done it there. They could have been done. Like, you know, we did the movie. Now we got 10 episodes of this. I mean, 10 seasons of this great show. Let's call it a day. Can we call it a day? They could have done that. They could have, but they didn't. And they brought us Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, you thought Atlantis was an underground city, didn't you? No, 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 no. no. It's a whole other planet, son. Yep. Yeah. By the way, by the way, just real quick reference to just to put this in perspective the movie the first movie uh-huh. it cost 55 million dollars to make yep and it netted well it grossed 155 million so it made its money back pretty much oh, yeah. double over yeah now you could stop there because i'm sorry if i can turn 55 million let's say after you know, uh, the expenses of shipping the movie out, you know, printing it, doing all the, the marketing. Well, I mean, that, for, you know, uh, that's included roughly in the in some of it's included in the cost of the movie. There's right. there's stuff you have to pay afterwards, like, you know, percentages right. and things like Let, that. Let's let's say they they made like. Let's just say they made 60 million. OK, fair enough. OK, if I can turn 55 million into like 115 million uh-huh. and I've made 65 million, I'm done. Yeah, we're good. I'm done. I don't need anything else for the rest of my life. I mean, obviously, it's a movie studio. They're going to be making more movies, so that's yeah. going to fund their next project. But nonetheless. But the point is, like, this is just talking about, like, this movie made money. They could have been done. Yeah. That's it. Because that's the whole goal of any movie you go watch is to make money. If it doesn't, you never hear about it again. Yep. If it does, you get Stargate SG-1. Yep. The TV show made money, so they turned around and went to make Stargate Atlantis. Now, uh, Atlantis was alluded to in Season 7. And then later in season eight, it had kind of like two little name drop episodes yeah. um, where you find out about it. And then that's what did the spinoff show. Yeah, it was actually the season, season seven finale where we first hear it mentioned. And that episode was named Lost City. Yes. So uh, in the TV show Atlantis, uh, this follows a second group. Um, I don't remember what their specific number was. Um, but it wasn't SG-1. SG-1 was a team that explored in that episode, right. with that series. Uh, this was a different TV, I mean, a different team that went on this. I cannot for the life of me remember their number. Uh, but they went to a planet called Lantia, which is 
like Atlantia, Atlantis is where. Right. So this is those people came um, here and they ended up on the Stargate uh, that was in Atlantis, which ended up being in Antarctica, uh, yeah. which I guess is where they kind of alluded to the, where the lost city was was in Antarctica um, at that time. Uh, now this show made it five seasons. Uh, wasn't quite as popular. No, it made it three seasons. Sorry, it was. I'm sorry. The, the Arc of Truth, the, the movie that came after. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that. Uh, so this show made it three seasons. Um, didn't really do quite as well. Uh, Stargate SG One. It was. It was fairly well received. But obviously, if it had done better, there would have been more seasons of it. Now the first season won several. Um, uh, awards yes. for uh, the, from the Golden Globes and won several awards for uh, Emmys. Yep, won several Emmys. For but them. I mean, this wasn't in this. This is like you know set design, score, and you know costumes and things like that. But I mean, obviously, you know, if you're winning that many awards, you're mm-hmm. doing something right. Right. But but I mean, you had the movie. You had a ten year run with SG One, mm-hmm. which granted, it's at year eight that all of a sudden we get the second Atlantis. Yeah. And I think the only reason it held on that third season was just because, you know, SG-1 had just ended and ended on a high note, was yeah. really good. Well, now there is another reason it held on uh, for that long three seasons that it made it that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. I think we both know what it is. I think I want to hear you I say I think it. we both know who it is. And that, my friends, is Jason goddamn Momoa. you damn right. Yes. Introduce us to a little-known actor by the name of Jason Momoa. He was a cast member, Stargate Atlantis. And uh, they didn't really bring back any of the people from SG-1 except for uh, Amanda. Uh, I think Amanda she makes came, an appearance. Yeah, she makes an appearance. Um, I don't think – I'm fairly certain. I'm almost 100% sure of this. I haven't seen the last season of Atlantis. Uh, but I'm fairly certain that I don't think uh, Colonel O'Neill – made an appearance in the TV show. I think he's mentioned, but I don't think yeah, he Yeah, I think he's mentioned up. by name, but I don't think he actually shows yeah. up in the show. I don't think he does. Um, I think Teal'c made an appearance in Teal'c one episode. made an appearance, appearance in one or two episodes. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, but by this time, the, the popularity of Stargate had started to wear thin. Right. Because uh, this was in the early 2000s. About that time, they had a lot more sci-fi movies coming out, a lot of the properties. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, people weren't really tuning in for a, a sci-fi television show. And this was years before the resurgence of those shows, like The Flash, um, Eureka had come out. That was a real sci-fi driven yeah. show. Um, and so things like that. This was kind of what I like to consider the, um, I want to say more of an action hero based time period right around the time this show was out. And that's why yeah. interest in those things kind of started to wane off. Uh, but I thought it was a pretty good show. I still haven't seen the last season um, because... I don't know why I haven't seen it. I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, maybe I'll do that today. Maybe that'll be my afternoon until like this afternoon to go watch um, Stargate Atlantis season three. But yeah, uh, there's really not much more we can say about Atlantis. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a great series. It's a good show. It really is. Uh, is it as good as SG one? No, no, not even close. Uh, is it as good as the original movie? No, no. And I will mention uh, Stargate: The Ark of Truth, which we just dropped, uh, is is a film uh, based in the Stargate universe. Um, it was made, I want to say, right before uh, Atlantis uh, went off the air. It was supposed to be like a, 
a continuation of a storyline from that that television series. I'm not mistaken. Um, it's been years since I saw that movie. I haven't watched it again. Uh, which should tell you a lot about it. It's not a bad film, uh, but it doesn't hold a candle to the original Stargate in any shape or form. None. No. Um, and I mean that's just our personal opinion. If you're a fan of it, don't hate on us. You know, everybody's got the stuff they like and the stuff they don't like. It's it's kind of like we talked about with uh, Highlander. Yeah. Highlander 2. Highlander 2 by itself is a good standalone movie. Uh-huh. But when you put it as a continuation of the story of Highlander 1, does it really hold up as well? I don't think so. No, no it doesn't. It doesn't. When, uh, any, anytime that, like, when I'm watching a film, and I think everybody does this, you're going to... up. Uh, compare it to the predecessor mm-hmm. like uh like if you watch the original iron man film just just for instance and then you watch iron man 2 is iron man 2 better than iron man 1 no nah. is it a good movie yes yeah and then you go to iron man 3 is iron man 3 better than the first two no no nah. is it a good movie no yes. it's terrible but you know it is what it is it's personal preference like james likes it i don't um and you know that's just how it goes so you know, Stargate Arc of Truth maybe hit with some fans because you're going to have those diehards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think with the overwhelming majority of people, it was kind of a meh. And that was all they could get out of it. That's fair. Yes. All right. Well, folks, that does it for Stargate. Yeah. That I is mean, the end of our talk about Stargate. Now, was there a whole hell of a lot more we left out that we could have talked about? Yes, but this is not a deep dive. No. This is just what we wanted to, you know, there are a lot of folks out there who might not have heard of Stargate. Right. You know, because we have a, a younger audience. Um, you know, our audience, the majority of people are younger than us. Yeah. Uh, we grew up with this, uh, so they may not have. So we want to introduce it to them because that's what we do. We spread nerddom and, and knowledge. knowledge. So, before we let you go, though, we got to give you a keyword that you can use to enter our contest. Now, we've mentioned it once. We've mentioned it twice. We've said it three times. But James won't say it because he's afraid he's going to mispronounce it. So, what is the name of the alien race that is encountered in the first Stargate movie? I will spell it for you. It is G-O-A apostrophe A-L-D. Yes, the Goa'uld. That is what the word is. Now, if you spell it wrong, are we going to count it against you? No. no. If you write Elliot Gould, are we going to count it against you? Yes. He's yes. an actor and not an alien. Right. Supposedly. But can we ever know? I don't know. This is a dimension void of sound. I know we're not going to interrupt. We will get sued for that shit. No, we're definitely not doing that. But yes, the name of that alien race. The Gawauld. The Goa'uld. Yes, G-O-A apostrophe U-L-D. Goa'uld. There, you've been mentioned five times now. You should know the answer. So what you're going to do is you're going to put that in the body of the email that you send to nerdomanology at gmail.com. So there it is, folks. The episode about Stargate. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope so. And stay tuned next week as we talk about... The high cost cost of of being being a a nerd. nerd. And trust us, that shit can get expensive. Yeah, absolutely. But, folks, this has been Nerd to Be Knowledge. I'm James. I'm Jerry, and, and we, we are, are First Pick, pick for podcast, podcast and Last Picked in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. We'll catch you next time. See you then.